0: For another episode of that other Masonic Podcast. You know, not this one, not that one, that other Masonic Podcast. Jared Atkins, I'm Todd Whaley. Where are we coming from? Vincennes Lodge number one. I know this is this has been awesome. This has been an awesome afternoon of recordings, getting <laughs> yeah. to talk to everybody and uh, Well, I got a little treat for everybody. Yep. We, who we have for a guest now has been a brother that we have sought out to speak to multiple times. Who declined us the first who time? Who declined us the first <laughs> few times, which uh, you know, we later found out he had some stuff going on, so we understood. So, we we ran into him uh, down at Fort Branch yep. a couple months ago, we uh, went down there to see uh, Brother Jim Sharp's lodge and see some degree work. And
1: that we thought was an EA degree that
0: night. Yeah, we were, we were wrong. It, it was a master. We were there. We got home about. I got Midnight. back to my house about one o'clock. Twelve thirty. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, <laughs> I I uh, approached him and I said, "Will you please be a guest on the show?" And he said, "Absolutely, I'd love to." So, without further ado, we have Brother Sam Spears from here at Vincent's Number One. Yep uh sam would you like to uh as we have everybody do just kind of introduce yourself which i already did and uh run through your masonic titles and let's let's get into it my name is sam spears
2: i'm a past master of white river lodge 332 in shoals indiana and past master of vincennes lodge number one here in vincennes
0: awesome. so sam uh Again, thank you for being here. We're super excited. When Happy I, to be here. Thank you I, for the when invitation. I, when I told everybody we were going to have an all-star cast for this oh, yeah. recorded session of Incense, we delivered a lot of well-known Southern Indiana Masons oh, yeah. have been you know, here today. This is awesome. Sam, uh, same question we start every interview with, even though we don't really have a format. Well, eventually, we will get good at this. We'll do it. But, uh,
1: Stupid twerk.
0: How and why did you get involved in Freemasonry? My father
2: was a Mason and uh i'll i'll just tell you he was he had a big impact on my life uh he was a hard-working man farmer and uh our life was pretty simple and of course i saw him go to work every day over the years now and every saturday morning we'd go into town and get groceries and sunday morning it's in church and sunday night's church and wednesday night is church oh wow but on the second and fourth tuesdays only time he went out other than that right there was he put on a clean pair of pants clean shirt kiss mama by and say i'm going to lodge so as i grew up i saw this so it was something that i always wanted to do Okay. Uh, so as i got out of high school i was 18 i joined the navy and uh, went off for four years, so I was actually 22 when I got home. But uh, petition was ready, ready for me when I got home. So uh, I, I joined and and went through. So uh, that's the
0: reason for that. Mm-hmm. Did you petition here? Then is that where you petitioned at? I'm a a plural here. Okay, plural here. Okay. So, uh, my, my home lodge is
2: Keo 728 in Keough, Arkansas. That's where I was initiated, oh, okay. passed, and raised. And uh, that was right after I, I got out of the Navy and went back home. But I immediately joined the Coast Guard after that uh, and got transferred down to Mobile, Alabama. And uh, I was on a 180-foot ocean going buoy tender out of Mobile. So oh, wow. I went to a lodge there in Alabama while I was stationed down there. And I had learned, of course, the memory work uh, at my lodge, because at that time, yeah, uh, which was mouth to ear, and you, you had to, to give that before you could go to get your next degree. Yep. So I had the memory lecture down and given in lodge for both for everything, entered apprentice Fellow Craft, Master Mason. And when I got down to Alabama and started going to Lodge, they allowed me to participate, even though there were some differences, but it was good enough that Mm -hmm. I got to participate and learn a couple of other little parts and things and contribute. And So every place that I've been, I've always attended Lodge and learned some of their work. Mm -hmm. So when I got up here to Indiana in 95, I had a hodgepodge of of stuff and as i was trying to to learn this sometime i'd open up my mouth and i I didn't know what jurisdiction it came from (laughs) but it's a a little bit of everything but it's pretty much washed out now
1: what brought you to indiana uh
2: i was in the coast guard and got transferred to uh, take over the little coast guard contingent
0: at crane indiana i i never i knew you were navy I did not know
2: you did Coast Guard. I put four in the Navy and 26 in the Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. So my last tour of duty was right here at Crane. Well, thank you for your service, well, obviously. Absolutely. But. What? I
1: look at Jim covering his face. I think he's embarrassed. but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But. But. Uh, what kept you coming back to lodge all these years I mean you've been pretty active i guess for the whole time you've been mason
2: i've been active as long as i've been a mason except for i took a 10-year sabbatical uh hey, when uh my little grandson came along my son and daughter-in-law uh, both worked on weekends mm-hmm. so when he was born uh, my wife and i were needless to say for any grandparent who <laughs> no. Yeah, you call on me, buddy, anytime. Oh, yeah. We're happy to. So we uh, took care of our grandson from the time he was he was born until he was ten, and then oh, they're, wow. they're, they, they got other jobs and were growing and developing in their career. Okay. So uh, I immediately came back to lodge and have been as active as I can reasonably be <laughs> since then. So it's always been a big part of my life.
0: Awesome. Spoken like a true Mason. Yeah, I wish I'd
1: never taken ten years off, but you know, I moved down here and didn't know a soul. Didn't never didn't know any Masons down here and just kinda hung out with my wife and started a family and then uh, started coaching football and got fired from that and like told my wife, I'm going back to lodge. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what what I everybody's heard me, you know, beat this horse to death on the show that, you know, the first four or five years from 08 when I got raised on leap day to, to 2012 before I went back to night shift, you know, like the first five years, four years, whatever you want to call it, I round everything. If it was within an hour and a half of Dubois County, don't matter what day of the week it was, my grandfather, we're going, you know. And then when I went to night shift, I did night shift for, I say I did it for eight years. It was probably more like six or seven. So when I got off a of night shift, And even on nights I was off, I probably could have went to lodge, but I was young. I didn't. Here Mm -hmm. come, you know the, you know me and the ex wife found each other. Then here come all the babies and Mm -hmm. life and everything. And I guess I became what I call my dad and what I call a lot of people, which is not a slight. It's just a lot of people (laughs) reference them. There's there's active members and there's dues payers. Well, I became Mm -hmm. a dues payer. Well, then you know it took me coming back. And again, you know the story. Oh, yeah. I said, I just came up for one meeting to say, hey, thanks. I appreciate it. I got to put the Bible out and everything at his funeral degree. That's all I cared about. And then Jackie Ash and everybody in this room knows Jackie Ash. (laughs) Jackie's like, well, which for those that don't know, Jackie Ash and my grandfather grew up together. They were really good friends. They were within a couple years' age of each other. Jackie's like, well, since you're back up here, I heard you was at Bird's Eye. Why don't don't you come out? We got a degree work uh, at Lion Lodge. You know, what the heck, right? I wasn't doing anything, so I went to the degree at Line Lodge the next night, and then Jackie roped me into going to see one of Honeyburg. He's like, well, I guess I, you'll be back at Birdseye State Meeting now since you've seen a couple degrees, hon. Huh? So I went back, and mm-hmm. this whole time, you know, you look at these guys like like Sam and, and, and everybody we've had on the show today, Brother Neil, Brother Jim, Brother Bill, all these guys have have – they haven't really missed time, and I've been looking like – I pretty much missed eight years of this. Mm-hmm. I would already have that PM behind my name had I not missed all this time, which it's nothing to anybody else. To me, it carries a little bit of weight. Like, you know what? I was entrusted enough that I could run this lodge for a year. Right. Well, um, I've been trying to find a way to to get back that time that I've lost, and because of your idea of us starting a podcast <laughs> we're getting that now and i'm making up those time because we get to sit down at the table with some of the greatest people in the world that we've ever met oh yeah and the most of these guys at the table i would have not have met had i not came back no no like i did not know sam before i came back a year two years ago whatever it was and to hear phil talk about sam and then when word starts getting out that hey these guys have changed their format, they're doing a lot more interviews now. How many different people, and this is no lie, how many different people came <laughs> to us and said you've got to sit down with Sam Spears? Yeah, many. at least six, at least six that I yeah, know
1: I of offhand. At least, at least five or six. And said Sam got the story. I never knew you were from Arkansas.
0: I, I didn't know that either. And <laughs> the Coast Guard, I knew you were you were you know former military. I did not know, have no idea you got into the Coast Guard too. So. Our last episode we did with your friend from up north, Oh Troy. You know, he's he's a double what did I call it? I said service to the community times 2 because he's yeah, a paramedic. He's a firefighter. paramedic firefighter and he's a mason. Well, here you go with mm-hmm. he service to country. Oh yeah. Service to the community. And these are the type mm-hmm. of people that we want to talk to,
1: oh yeah, absolutely.
0: That was a long-winded way of saying absolutely nothing. But. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, say let me ask. Let
1: me ask you. Uh, my grandfather's in the Navy. So was his twin brother on my dad's side. What did you do to Navy? I mean, that always kind of interests me because Navy's more of a. It's not so much a warfight, but more of a ship building, whatever, ship crew, whatever. What did you do to Navy?
2: I was a gunner's mate. Okay. I, uh, I started. I started out after I got out of boot camp. My my first ship was a. An attack troop transport. It's one of these ships that carried a bunch of these landing craft that okay. carries Marines into the beach. Uh, LCVPs, Mike Boats, Lima Boats is what they were called. you load them up with Marines and take them into the, to the, Lady to the beach, a part of the amphibious Navy. Okay. Well, they had 40-millimeter anti-aircraft batteries on them. Oh, wow. Quads up on the bow, two twins a little after them, and then two more back on the end so i started on 40 millimeter anti-aircraft batteries oh, man. Uh, and then went into the armory and started working on small arms uh, i was a small arms guy for uh my beginning years when i was just a little pup you know right. coming up through uh, uh i got out as a third class gunner's mate and finished up uh me and a mountain captain on a 3 inch 50 gun mount on a chopper carrier USS New Orleans Oh wow! LPH 11 so I did my 4 years in the Navy and got out and then went in the Coast Guard I was only out 4 months I got out in December of 72 and took my Masonic degrees in February and March and joined the Coast Guard the 1st of May of 73 and spent the next 24 years with them. Uh, so uh, uh, I went on that 180-foot ocean going buoy tender down to Mobile, Alabama, and then I was over and uh, went to a 95-foot search and rescue cutter in Ketchikan, again, a gunner, gunner's mate, independent gunner's mate, only one on board. Yeah. But the only main battery on there 50 caliber machine guns and some small arms, and. From there to uh, Corpus Christi, Texas, but each one of these places where I was assigned, I always went to to lodge, and so that's that's my history. It was working on guns initially, and then ended up being a program manager for Coast Guard small arms as a major warrant officer and went to Coast Guard headquarters. So things kind of expanded over over the years
0: so you you didn't petition until after your first act of four years right that's correct did you come across a lot what you came from a family of masons you said so you had to know you knew the insignia and the look which again i've said many mm-hmm. times that the square compass and g is the coolest logo and brand identification oh, yeah. of anything in the Absolutely. world just but did you meet a lot of masons when you were in the military I, I
2: knew when I saw the uh, the ring or something on a car or something like that. Uh, of, of course, I, I recognized it and I knew what they were, and was comfortable enough with it to say my dad was that's my awesome. dad was a, a, okay. a mason. But when I joined, uh, when I took my entered apprentice degree, uh, I found out uh, the pastor of our church was there. Oh. Our our letter <laughs> carrier was there. Yeah. The the, the, the everybody all of the farmers around there were, were amazing.
0: No you know what the uh-huh. biggest takeaway i'm taking away from today is what all the years of experience that we've had at this table today and all these guys come from the era where you don't really talk about it no, completely we different from the era that we're a part of oh yeah there's only seven years between ten years whatever between me and you i'm mm-hmm. 36 you're 45 there's it's just it's a different era than oh, what yeah. we grew up in where everybody talks about masonry. this was a—it's getting more out there now this is just fascinating to me yeah. it was a different world 50 years ago
2: as brother jim was saying in his comments uh well-defined districts at that time and yeah if you if you petitioned a lodge and you were in this district that's where you were going to go right. well the rules and regulations of masonry back then was pretty hard and fast. And of course I was initiated past and raised in a jurisdiction that did not have a ritual book. They had the mm-hmm. monitor, right. but they did not have a ritual book. So it was all mouth to, to ear. So, uh, uh, people were dedicated back then. Yeah. But at that time, people also, uh, if you had expectations of somebody and they said they would meet those expectations, they would do it. Mm-hmm. So when they were told, "You got to learn this memory lecture," and uh, uh, Brother Bill is going to be your uh, you, the guy that's going to teach it to you, you guys were going to spend time together. Oh, yeah. I mean, you are going to sit up at his table. He's going to sit up at yours. You're going to be on the back porch, sitting on the stump while he worked on the tractor, whatever it was, right. until you learned these things. So it was a it was a totally different world, yeah, and a totally different outlook on things at that time. You had expectations, and, and you were going to meet them.
1: Yep. You yep. had to live up to them. Yep. I mean, yeah. And I think it's gone away a little bit that way. I mean, now, just what's, what's the regulation of Grand Lodge now? Step, word, and grip? And what, what's
0: that thing? I always do the air quotes. Every lodge nowadays has set their own criteria for a working knowledge. and yeah. I, And I love that because when I brought that to Jackie Ash's attention in December of 2021, just off the side of meeting, Jackie said, uh, well, he goes, whether you agree with it or not, each lodge has their own definition. And Jackie did it back to me, which I would love to see the, the older man just be a young kid like me. He goes, working knowledge. like that." <laughs> so, it's it's. he said it's set yeah. by
1: each lodge. It is. In my, my home lodge, we had to learn it. I mean, some guys didn't, but I did. My dad wasn't going to let me go on without it. Well, I'm going to tell you guys something. It.
2: I tried to be very, very careful in not offending any, anybody. And I certainly don't want to offend another Mason by no. my views. My opinions of things do differ from some. And I am of the opinion that men who become masons, there is something about them that is a little different from you're normal average guy and by that i mean that if they take on a responsibility or something like <laughs> that they'll do whatever they can right to to carry that out and i think if we tell our people that come through these are the things that we expect you to do yep. and we don't give them a whole lot of wiggle room we'll all be the better for it and they can rise to the occasion and yeah. do whatever those things are that they should do, and I don't think that we do enough of that. And when you get down to where you got a working knowledge of something, I don't want somebody operating on me that's got a working knowledge of how (laughs) Sam Spears' (laughs) gizmos work. I want him to have I have really Todd, I'm sorry I and don't want know. him to know what's going on before he gets in there and I don't think we yeah. are any different than that when we get up and, and, and do ritual with somebody we should not be mediocre in no. our parts which You're you absolutely what right we're doing whether it's the memory lecture the charge the bible presentation or whatever yeah. I admire people who are willing to get up and, and go out there and try but I think that there is a definite line before master of a should say you can do this part at our next degree and if you're not ready for that and can do it in a certain manner wait until the next time practice a little bit
0: more but I think our people can do that and that's like I said on the earlier (laughs) episodes it's you know I I was proud I got kind of I learned the old school mentality. Yeah, boy, it for, is. For my for my grand, You know, like I said, my dad was a pushover. I, love you, dad, by the way. Love you. Uh, but dad's like, oh, you messed up. Let's just keep rolling. I'm telling you, buddy, if we got to the end of the little book and I had one word left and I messed up on that second all I'm not lying. No way, all babe, the you. way to the back of the first page. And it would be so frustrating. But you look at it years removed from now, and I'm like, man,
1: glad I'm really glad I learned
0: that way. Because... You, sometimes we see it. You'll get up and some guys, and again, we, we never try to purposely cast a slide at any other Mason. No. We might joke, yeah. but we never, if you're, it's one thing to practice the ritual, but if it comes degree day, the, I mean, the candidate's not going to know that you messed up, but it still doesn't reflect well if you've got a guy that's only hitting about every third word correctly. Yeah. Then that's when you're like, hey, somebody else needs to kind of... Just my opinion, but yeah. I want to talk to you about Bartimaeus. I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart, so for those listeners that might not know what we're talking about or might be new to the show, can you explain and talk a little bit about Bartimaeus?
2: Bartimaeus under dispensation is a special purpose lodge under the Grand Lodge of Indiana that allows uh, members to confer degrees on people who have physical disabilities impairments in some way shape or form that would prevent them from going through in the traditional manner. Uh, There could be a number of infirmities that they may have that would prevent them from doing this in a normal way. They might not be able to walk or walk long. They Mm. might not be able to uh, kneel at the altar, maybe to kneel at the altar. Uh, They might not be able to hear they might not be able to see or see well. Uh, uh, they may uh, be in a wheelchair, uh, be an mm-hmm. amputee, but have some physical infirmity. Uh, so, when we get these people that petition a, a lodge, a request goes in to the Grand Lodge for Bartimaeus' assist. Right. Special deputies will be appointed to meet with these people and see what their needs are. Right. And to get right down to it, and and put the point on it we see what they need and we have the authority of the Grand Lodge to alter the floor work not the ritual the ritual is not changed in any way shape or form but the floor work can be changed to accommodate whatever their needs are whether it's put them in a chair for certain parts put them in a wheelchair Mm -hmm.
0: uh, I think that's a common misconception brother Sam because I've had some people uh, since Todd and I started doing this show and we the only other episode we've really talked about Bartimaeus on was with, Phil with Brother Phil and a little bit with Brother Tim Poe. And uh, we have people ask us questions. Well, you're completely changing the way you do ritual and everything. No, 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 no. Yeah, ritual work. is the same. It's just altering the floor work to allow the degree to proceed. And I think that's a hard thing for people to grasp because they're like, well, if you've got a brother in a wheelchair, he can't kneel at the altar. He can't take the degree. No, that's that's not true. That's not true at all mm-hmm. that's that's the that's the deal that's why it's a special purpose lodge, and
2: under the authority of the, the grand the grand lodge the grand master to put a point on it right he writes a, each one each year writes a dispensation mm-hmm. of how bartimaeus is going to function how they will uh, confer the degrees now i see how did you get sorry
1: i seen it done one time a one day class of a lot you did one-day class. Why you think about him, doesn't matter. But they did a master mason with the guy in a wheelchair, and I thought it was fascinating. Like, okay, they, they haven't changed the ritual. All they did was they, the senior deacon guided him in a wheelchair, and we took his obligation. They put a, basically a board on the wheelchair, and he did the obligation right there.
0: I would love to see and how it the was, second half would be done in they the wheelchair. Did, they didn't do that. Okay. They did the first half.
1: Bart okay. The second half done regular way. But Okay.
0: But I thought that's a great thing.
1: And then they said, Well, we're the only state that has it at the time. Mm-hmm. I think what, Texas has one now or something?
2: I don't know how many other jurisdictions have that. I'm, See, I'm not familiar sure. with that. Yeah. Brother Sam, how Texas did, does. I'm how sure. did
0: you get involved with did how did you get involved with Baromas? I know before I never really heard about it until I came back to our lodge a couple years ago and I knew Phil was doing it where was he a part of that before you did you get him a part of that how would that all come together there i was i was approached by
2: uh the then worshipful master of bartimaeus under dispensation asked would i be interested in becoming a member and of course i knew a, a little bit about bartimaeus i would never really Taught anything about that's something that I want to do, right. But I was aware of who they were, and I had seen uh, at least one or two of uh, Bartimaeus assisted degrees. But when he asked me, Was I interested? Of course, I said, Yeah, I am. I, of course, I am. Any
0: I'm. requirements for that, like being a master mason or anything, or not no. well obviously, uh, like being a, mm-hmm. uh, a past master. master or anything? No, uh, no, there are not, but at that time.
2: up until this year, for Bartimaeus assisted degrees, Bartimaeus had to supply the senior deacon, the senior steward, right, only entered apprentice and the fellow craft degrees and those two positions plus the three ruffians on the mastermation degree. This year, that dispensation has been changed uh to where Bartimaeus members will assist in the local lodge in conferring those degrees.
1: Mm. Yeah, not really a big fan of that idea, but no
0: There's more. there's been some uh, which we're not going to throw shade. Nah, the, idea, do. the idea is that there will always
2: be, even if we're not doing those parts, there will be Bartimaeus members there to make sure that these special needs are met and the, right. that, that the candidate will not be harmed in right. any way, shape, or It'll form. It'll be that's, or... that, that's right. And that's, that's the bottom line.
0: Yeah. I think that's the thing that makes freemasonry uh, in the Hoosier State very unique because, mm. to my knowledge, after – learning so much about this, and I'm fascinated with Bartimaeus, we were the first ones to try this over here in the U.S., right? I don't know about the world, but as far as... According to uh, the information I've got from Brother Tim Poe and and from his dad Jim, and from brother Phil, and, and everybody, I think Indiana was the first ones to try bartending. Yeah, right, first
1: one. I think we're still the only one that to have are the first, and, and I, lodge
0: I don't under don't dispensation. We're still
2: not
1: the only ones. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I heard like Texas has something in there, but I don't think it's a, a lodge under dispensation. I think it's more of a degree team that maybe travels around, and does it. I'm not
0: sure on that though. Sam, here's a here's a question I've always wanted to ask you. I've always wanted to pick your brain and. Uh, Sometimes we ask this well, one Shall I pick in picking Wait, wait, I got something for that. Todd. Oh, <laughs> Which if you had your headphones on right now, it'd be a lot funnier. But we thought around table day nobody was gonna need headphones but us. But uh, Well, I guess we did ask it last time. It what was, was <laughs> What's been some of your favorite ritual to learn? Because not only are you a great guy to talk to, but being around you and then getting information from other guys about you. You're quite, which you don't toot your own horn, but I'll toot it for you, too. too. You're quite the ritualist yourself. What's been some of your favorite ritual to learn and, and, and do in these lodges over the years?
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I, of course, as I mentioned before, you had to learn those memory lectures at the time. And as, in, in those early years, I gave a bunch of memory lectures. And I always enjoyed doing that because my personal opinion for many many years and really it still is but but there's no foundation for it anymore it just doesn't matter so i need to just shut up about it and not say anything about it <laughs> so right but i believe that a master of a lodge should be able to point to any mason in attendance and say you and you We'll give the memory lecture tonight. That's my firm belief because I think That'd that is great. the foundation of yeah. Masonry is those memory lectures. And when you think about it, when you learn those things, you're learning everything that happened to you yep. during your degrees. You you learn the progression. Uh, if you the working tools are in there, you can give. You could give that immediately yeah. after becoming an entered apprentice Fellow yeah. a master mason if you don't know anything else. So if you know those things, you can already help any lodge that you go oh, yeah. to, go to by doing those yeah, things. Have- so that has always
0: been my
2: favorite because I believe everybody
0: should, should know and that. And that's been my favorite thing to do is, is the memory lectures. And, and like Todd said, you know, me being a third generation mason, you know, my dad's doesn't my dad goes to the lodge maybe once a year now if we're lucky right you've only seen yeah. him sit in lodge a couple times yeah. but man that was me and my my grandfather's thing and i think just in my own way why i continue to do these when i go to degrees it, it's just like because that was our thing i liked studying with him even though he was way tougher <laughs> i like studying with him versus studying with my dad and i'm glad i got to learn the old way but i was like you know what this is what i like doing i like doing the memory lectures i like doing the chargers I like doing everything except for the Master Mason degree because I don't know. it's just I want, want to watch that whole degree. That, yeah, that too. I want to watch that whole degree start to finish. Yeah. Or, or as Todd's like, you know, eventually you're going to have to start helping with these because what do we always say? Eventually, everybody lays down their working tools. Right. Mm-hmm. Then when there's nobody else left around to do it, it's like, hey, we got to get up and do it now.
1: Well, that's the reason I learned to to be do King Solomon raise guys back my old lodge and everything because. You know, one, I wanted to learn it. I wanted to be that guy of raised, But also, someone's got to be able to do this when these other guys pass away. We, we
0: did the craft about a year ago.
1: Yeah, we chopped that we up. We chopped
0: that up. <laughs> we got every, we got each craftsman's parts backwards. But you know what? Even though we got them backwards, nobody stumbled. We still got there. We just kind of crisscrossed yeah, a little we bit. Did.
1: But like I told those guys, we did a – it was me, Jared, and our brother, John McEwen.
0: Our honorary third.
1: Honorary third member of the podcast. I told the guys, "I said, next next time there's a master we're going to do the craft because these these old guys aren't going to be here forever. So we need to learn this. We practiced a couple times. We butchered
0: it. We didn't we didn't mess any words up, but (laughs) we we I said your part, John said my. You know we kept tripping. Yeah. yeah.
2: So guys, we ain't got but a handful of masons out there that can really do the first, second, and third craft. Right. And 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 those those parts unless you work together and have done it a few times yep. it's a difficult thing to do oh, yeah. that can carry it off pretty good until that last little little part there and then that's where we start crossing lines yeah. and getting confused but they always make it work. But there's oh, like yeah.
0: there's certain masons around this southern indiana area that that you when you think of of a part of a degree you think of when i think of one of the when i think of third craft or second craft in a master mason degree Doc gray Think yeah. Bible presentation. We've got two of the three we think of sitting here with yep. us today, and brother Jim Sharp, brother Bill Shobe, Harold Hub. I think charges. I think Sam. I've watched Sam do a few charges in my day. Yeah. You know, you think of King Solomon, you think of Philip Atkins, like or there's Bob Bragg, or Bob Bragg. You know, God, God rest himself. his soul. Yeah. You think there's certain people that you think of, and then that was just like what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Eventually, we're gonna have to start filling some of these spaces. Yeah.
1: Well, that's it's, a, it's not a real big part of the craft. You know, it's just it's a it's a it's a big it is a big part. But the the lines aren't that difficult. There's no you know real hard tongue twisters in it, anything like that. But you know I noticed when I was going through the chairs up north and everything. The I'll say like Keith Faust, to Gordon and another guy did crafts everywhere. They were both in their seventies and eighties when they were doing this. And I told guys back then I said if you want to learn a part, you don't want to you know, do a big part. Learn the craft. I said, because the guys that do it now are, are getting up there, and they're going to be hard to replace. I said, if you want, if you want to do just a, one simple part, to stay active into it, learn a craft. It's easy. It's it's easy. There's not a whole lot to it, but it's, it's an important part that needs to be done right.
2: I think a lot of our problem with people not learning parts today is because they're not told this is what. I want you to do. True. Now, when I transferred down to to Louisiana, I joined Marrero Lodge four seven nine. That's a bunch of Cajun guys down oh, there, yeah. buddy, and they take their mason, masonry seriously. So I, I, I'm a new guy, and I'm I'm coming on the regular every time that you know they meet. I'm mm-hmm. there, uh, all their degrees. So uh, I hadn't been there too many times. One of their guys, I can't remember if it was the master, but his name was Earl St. Pierre.
1: Mm, Sounds right. (laughs) And he came
2: over to me and he said, Sam, you come in here pretty regular. I'm going to give you some of our ground rules. He (laughs) said, you'll notice that our officers wear gray slacks, white shirt, bolo tie, and cowboy boots. That's our officers. So don't be coming in here in gray slacks, white shirt, bolo tie, and cowboy boots because that's what our officers wear okay we sit with our feet flat on the floor we don't cross our legs we don't stretch them out he's he's telling me how that lodge operates and, and what they expect I'm I'm gonna comply right I, and and I think a lot of our people today we model molly coddle them so bad we don't tell them yeah. When, when you stand up, you face the master. Right. When people are talking out here, they're doing floor work. Don't be talking on the side. Right. Not. I mean, you got to tell people what you expect, or yeah. you end up getting things that you know. Because mess. Well, I, that could have been better. We, you know, we should have. We should have done this. I just don't think that we tell our people enough that. This is what we expect of you.
1: Well, I think a lot of we don't want to offend them because we want them to come back. You know, it's instead of going, hey, you know, if you're going to come back here, here's how we, we want you to come back this way.
0: There's a, there's a lot of truth in that. Yeah. I'm thinking about Sam in Louisiana. What's my joke? Why'd I come back to Masonry, really? Food? Yeah. <laughs> Freemasonry and Cajun food. I'm, right. just thinking, I'm just think I'm just Buddy God. you can't beat it Can you I can't oh, beat it. Man. I'd be happy
2: Happy
1: Happy no, you, you can't you Give me beat some it. Some boudin, Some crawfish I'm a happy man <laughs> I know that That's fresh yeah.
0: Louisiana gator meat too That's Oh yeah. Oh man <laughs>
1: So how many How many states Have you been um, Basically a, a Mason in now Well You have uh, Arkansas I
2: was raised in Arkansas Then I went to Mobile, Alabama
0: Miss Alabama and Then
2: I went to Ketchikan, Alaska
0: Freemasonry Masonry in Alaska That's interesting I did and I
2: took my uh, Looks like
0: 20 lodges in I Alaska I took
2: my uh, My Scottish right there In Ketchikan, Alaska As a matter oh, of wow. fact And then I went to uh, Corpus Christi, Texas
1: Which they're They're serious about their Masonry yes, down there Yes they are they're Then I hard. went
2: to uh, Cincinnati, Ohio uh, Then I went to Boston, Massachusetts Oh wow Talk uh, about the history of like Freemasonry in Boston. Yorktown, Virginia.
1: I bet that would be a good one to go to.
2: And then New Orleans. And then Washington, D.C. And then Crane.
0: I'm just hearing a lot of great food spots is what I'm
1: hearing. Well, you there. would, but I'm thinking the history in Boston D.C. Boston. And
2: Boston. <laughs> Big joke about that in the Coast Guard, as a matter of fact. I did a lot of traveling, particularly when I got to Coast Guard headquarters. And, right. And uh, I was a warrant officer in my— um, my Master Chief Gunner's mate, would travel to each one of our district armories each year and give them an inspection and see right. how they were doing and everything and, and of course he and I were pretty, pretty big eaters and the <laughs> joke was and that we planned our trips by the restaurants
1: <laughs> I could see that I'm, that's what I would do <laughs> probably, a,
0: probably a lot of truth to it Full, full sidebar. My show, your show, our right, show. Right. My job is to hijack it.
1: I, yeah, That's I know. why
0: people love the comedy and the rhythm, the hijacking. Yeah. I sometimes plan <laughs> events with my kids and where we're going based on what restaurants are nearby. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, you know, just gonna share that. With everybody, it's yeah, approving that, it. It works. <laughs> Dad, can we go to the park? What park? No, we're not that one. How about we go over here? Why that one? I, mean, I don't really well, Sonic's nearby or <laughs> Olive Gardens nearby is go to Smellers Parks or go to
1: Feta and Ellsboro. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you you mean you're probably one of the most well traveled Masons I've ever ever you, met, to be honest with you. You've been to more states than I've actually probably been to. I know that.
0: <laughs> Sam, how different is uh again in, in, in masonry, we all get there. It's just a matter of getting there a little different. How different is Some of the ritual in some of these other states versus how it is here at home.
2: Well, like you say, you can tell no matter where you're at, you can tell it's all going in the same direction. Right. Uh, But there's enough differences out there that uh, that keep it interesting. But but it don't make you sit there and go i'm mm. in a clandestine lodge. <laughs> well now it we, ain't that bad it's it's pretty close
1: yeah, i went to illinois earlier uh about uh it's been about three, or four, three or four months ago, months ago now uh, our, our friend greek said well i you to toledo lodge illinois and i thought saturday morning yeah, okay, i'll drive over to toledo illinois why not and i got there and
0: the apron lecture thing
1: i did the apron lecture there and they're like well we have a short form and a long form so you can do either one of them and i'm like well I looked in their books, like okay, well, I'll just I'll just do our our form because it's about the same as your long form. Well, I got done. Everybody's like, he did both of them. I'm like, oh, what do you mean both of them? He's like, well, the first part that you did, and then he went on to the second part. The first part's all we do most of the time, and I did the whole complete our whole complete yeah. apron lecture. He and called me.
0: He called me because I had the kids that weekend. I didn't go, and he called me, and he's like, dude, the most weird thing happened with the apron lecture. <laughs>
1: And of course they, they have theirs rolled up the entire time. I mean you don't unroll it till you get to the senior ward and everything, but I that didn't really bother me none, but, but they say usually we don't you know, give that job away. That job was done by the master, but since I was a visiting brother from out of state, they went ahead and they had the district uh, deputy grandmaster there and he said it'd be okay.
0: Didn't you say they have another officer in their lodges in Illinois that we don't have? We well, just talked about that with Brother Mar- Brock. Their marshal is
1: a big deal. And it's, he, not he a certain, it's not just a chaplain?
0: That's not just a chaplain? Not just
1: a chaplain. The, the marshal sits over kind of opposite of the senior warden uh, at the other side of the junior deacon, and he controls the preparation room door and stuff like that. And he also guides the procession, I guess, for the uh, third uh, degree, I guess. I, I haven't seen a third degree yet, but I saw an EA, but yeah they do it's a little bit different or chair swaps stuff like that but what what uh i don't know if we already asked this or not but what made you want to be as active as you've been all these years i mean is it just the brotherhood or is it the ritual or
2: i i like masonry but i like associating with masons okay i i I know we're all like-minded guys let me rephrase that. <laughs> let, let me rephrase that right now before I get too far down this road. <laughs> wait, wait. I'm listening. Well, wrong so, one. Several years ago when I first joined and I'm learning these different patty cakes about masonry. Right. I knew that I was among like minded men. You, you you could see it. They they functioned the same way as I did. They mm-hmm. did the same things that I that idea today it is not like that uh we just we don't have we don't have the standards of the kind of people that i agree with we 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 used to get yeah i mean if you look back at the
1: days when the you know if you ever look back at the old minutes of lodges we went through the old lodges my original lodge and for like every candidate that was voted on i would say four out of yeah, it's four out ten were probably black balls. Whereas the black ball isn't used as yeah. much anymore because hey, we need those members in here now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would much
1: rather have doughlets. No there, there he, are a lot, lot of yet. things.
2: The line was pretty cut. If you if you did these things right here, really don't use. If you
0: got a petition, yours, you're pretty fortunate. But, right? Yeah. That, you can't have a masonic podcast you can't talk about that stuff Like <laughs> really dad really you don't even go to lodging yeah anymore. they'd
2: exercise those, those yeah cubes. they sure
1: would. yeah they did i remember my parents talking about when they're each star yeah. together how you know the so and so was here there nobody was getting in that lodge you but know? i have
2: always liked i have always liked this fraternity mm-hmm. it's a wonderful fraternity oh yeah uh I, I i believe very strongly in what they stand for and you know, when you really when you just think about our fraternity, really, the only requirement is to believe in a supreme being. Absolutely. That's, that's all we want. Just don't think that we're out here doing it all on our, on our no. own, because we're great. Believe in something. And we can go to all these places throughout the world and sit in peace and harmony with other people mm-hmm. who have totally different beliefs and culture because we don't care what they believe we know they believe in something yeah. and i think that is just a fine fine way to be and if everybody felt that way it'd be a great place to yeah be.
1: i mean most basins have a good moral compass yeah. for the most part now there's some out there we we let in our on the dredge of society i believe but for the most part many of us are on that same moral level That's true. Everybody around us, and it
2: makes it very, very enjoyable to look forward to going lodge and sit with with good men.
1: And we live in a world now where tolerance is preached so hard and everything, but yet not a whole lot of people practice tolerance. They're always speaking out against something the other. And I think Masonry teaches us tolerance of other people's beliefs and attitudes, I guess, because you know there's people there's Masons I don't get along with. I mean, there's plenty of out there I don't get along with, but. You know, we're still brothers. Yep. I still have to respect you. Doesn't yep. mean I gotta like you.
0: Yep. But you better like me. Yeah,
1: you're okay. <laughs> but that's why, that's kind of why I, I see it the same way as as, as you do. Like, you know, just be, I love being around good people. Yeah. And I never never met a Mason. that I wish I had not met.
0: Sam, are are you part of Star? Easter, yes. Easter I was, Star. Talk to me a little bit about Easter Star because we have not shown one bit of love this entire. <laughs> you season three we've not shown any love at all to the star and by God we love. ought to can you talk to us a little I bit about Eastern the Star well,
1: or that. <laughs> uh,
0: yes and no
2: I am uh, a member of the Eastern Star and, and I'm ashamed to say that I'm not a regular attender I haven't been to an Eastern Star meeting in a long time after my wife and I joined uh, White River I think the chapter was 368 I went and uh, Uh, I learned a few of the little parts and was a a worthy patron for a couple of three years Mm -hmm. but uh, I found that with Blue Lodge and with Eastern Star it was a bit much for me Uh, so there I was at some point in time uh, I was Blue Lodge Eastern Star Scottish Rite, Shrine Mm -hmm. and uh I couldn't, I couldn't do everything, so right. I started paring down. So I demitted from Scottish Rite, demitted from Shrine, and, and and just I still uh, am a dues payer, card carrier for Eastern Star, mm-hmm. but I haven't been in in many many years. But it's yeah. a wonderful organization. I believe very yeah. strongly in them. I just don't have the time to, to do it all.
1: I got kind of a love hate relationship. Art I got starts into it after.
0: We, you know uh, Birdseye is the only Bethlehem Birdseye is the only lodge of the three in Dubois County that's got a star chapter yeah. uh, years ago Jasper Honeybird won I was told through Charlie Wiseman another the great
1: had one for a while. they
0: had one and they got rid of it and I say this with all the conviction in the world uh, there's a lot of great men and women involved in the star uh, not just Bethlehem Lodge and Birdseye but all three lodges in Dubois County would not be what they are without that Easter Star because you have some of the ladies and and the guys from the other two lodges in Dubois County that come to the Star. Oh. And Freemasonry as a whole in Dubois County wouldn't be what it is without that Star chapter. I believe in them and that, and especially us at Bethlehem, those Star women and men, they get they get up there and they do absolutely everything for us to try to make our life easier. Yeah, which is great crazy. you know <laughs> anytime we need help with something uh cooked or or a meal because you know uh we do a lot of funeral dinners for, oh, yeah. for not just masons but you know people like can community. we have your can we uh here's a donation we'd like to have your lodge hall for a for a funeral benefit you know and the star ladies are up there at four or five o'clock in the morning starting to cook getting ready for this funeral dinner that's going to be coming through at 11 o'clock in the morning and, yeah uh I just uh, wanted, you know, I knew I thought I heard through the grapevine he was a part of star, that's why I asked.
1: Him. I like to have a love hate relationship but when I was mastering my lodge, they uh, I started going through a lodge and seeing taking the inventory of everything. Well I started finding all these boxes with these personal belongings in it. I mean, what is all this stuff? Couldn't find out the star a lot of the star ladies were using our lodge as a storage facility for something they didn't have room for. So I asked them nicely, Hey, take your stuff out. This is a storage facility. Well, they they got together, came to a meeting, and chewed my butt out before one meeting. Like we were here before you and everything, and I was twenty (laughs) seven at the time. I had this
0: was before he got married. before he was was domesticated, full of
1: vinegar and everything. And I stood up. I said, "You remember one thing, ladies. You operate on my will and pleasure. So those boxes will be gone before the end of this meeting." and I walked away from them and after that they didn't have many nice things to say about me for a while
0: <laughs> picking on a bunch of old ladies like well
1: it was just we were we were so full of everything every storage room was packed to the doors we couldn't get in anywhere and once they got their stuff out we started finding stuff that was in, in this new lodge that we built that we never knew we had it was like wow this is so much nicer than they and they not to be a dead horse but they my sister joined the star in a different area then moved back to Tipton and wanted to go join their star. And not one sister or brother in that entire meeting said hi to her, how you doing? Welcome. Nothing. She sat there, ate by herself, sat in the meeting by herself. They never let her introduce herself. And then she left by herself. She said, a couple people said hi, and that was it. So I'm like, well, that's not really a sister or brotherhood, really. <laughs> and I warned him, I said, you keep this up you're not going to be around much longer. And it wasn't five, six years later, they disbanded. So, so, I mean, our star ladies are great. They help out. They, you know, they love us to death. And, you know, you can't ask for any better ladies. But sometimes, you know, they just kind of hit me the wrong time when I was just dumb enough to step up to them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sam, uh, throughout the years in your journey, you've had a – You've seen a lot of memorable events and seen a lot of memorable things, had memorable nights. What are some of the things that that stick out to you, some of the, the greatest moments you've experienced as a Mason, some of the greatest events and things you've, you've seen and been a part of? Well,
2: I'll tell you what. I have always enjoyed, and we don't do enough of these today, my humble opinion, Outdoor degrees. Oh, yeah. Cave degrees. So something outside the norm, uh, how our brothers anciently met. Uh, sure. uh I've been to several of the Mason degrees at Seabolt Quarry. I've been down in the Wyandotte Caves. Uh, so uh, I, I look forward. I, I always try to go to those things when I hear that there's... Yeah. we are having an outdoor degree or a cave degree somewhere.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to one down uh, next month down in uh, Mount Vernon, Kentucky.
2: Depending well, you know on exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Depending I think on the such a good
0: deal. Yeah. Depending on the when this episode gets released, it's probably going to be the week they're here, and this is probably about the week of yeah. somewhere in that ballpark, uh, September 23rd down in Mount Vernon, not Mount Vernon, Illinois, not Mount, Mount, Mount Vernon, Vernon, Indiana, Indiana. Mount, Mount Vernon, Kentucky. Kentucky yeah. It's like we got three of them there. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's a in a saltpeter cave down there. Uh, we actually interviewed the guy who's putting it on, the secretary of C.D. Ward Lodge.
0: You talk about a Kentucky there. hillbilly. Brother Jimmy, we love you. I love that <laughs> accent. You talk about a thick, thick Kentucky hillbilly accent. We had somebody come in like, I don't know who that dude was, but you need to have him on the show more, have him start saying all kind of funny <laughs> words.
1: I had to translate a few times for Jared, yeah. but but yeah they're having that down there i know uh, they had that big degree down down tennessee in the cave down there i think they had 300 guys for that degree down there yeah that's amazing but outdoor degrees i've been, you ever been to one in, in uh boonville no i haven't uh, uh linville and uh, strangers rest put one on down there it's pretty good but yeah and i don't know what you used to do one in the uh beaver material quarry up there and i always love going to that because it's international quarry yeah and it's a working quarry so it's it's noisy sometimes see what was
2: working quarry too the first time i went there it was in july very oh, hot day oh i bet and i uh, that white rock down there and the sun's reflecting off of it and of course <laughs> yeah. everybody brings a, a a lawn chair and a and an umbrella yep and i i was i was sitting out there and i was getting warm and my eyes got heavy and <laughs> i fell asleep oh man and the guy sitting next to me he, he shook me awake he said brother are you all right and i said yeah i think i am i am now uh i was snoring uh, and, yeah. and he, he, he woke me up but i that son put me right to sleep
1: oh yeah i bet
2: yeah
1: well i was down at the one in uh, boonville and i uh have one of those little thermocell cell things for keeping mosquitoes and bugs off of you yeah. and everybody the whole night was spraying themselves down bugs and i'm just sitting there in my laundry and i get in bed at all and Next thing I know, more people are scooting their chairs in closer to me because it goes 10 feet around you and everything. Next thing I know, I'm like, where in the heck do you guys all come from? It's like, you're the only one not getting bit. Because <laughs> they said it was out in a, kind of a wooded area, and I'm like, eh, this is going to be a sticky situation. Yeah. So.
0: so, so Sam, you, you mentioned earlier about your uh, going through the Scottish Rite when you was in Alaska. Tell us a little bit about uh, – the other appendant bodies are a part of and kind of how you've traveled down that road too. Well, I took my Scottish Rite there in, in Ketchikan
2: and, and I was up there for three years and I went to, uh, I went to the degrees there. I went to all of the blue lodge meetings and every time they had a Scottish Rite meeting, I went to those too, but I was very, uh, unfaithful in attending those meetings after I left Alaska. Uh, i didn't uh i didn't attend them anymore so i and i never learned any of the work in the in, right. in the in the degree so i was a total non-participant when i when i was a member other than just being a newspaper.
1: okay now the shrine were you were active in the shrine at all or
2: uh no uh my Major contribution to the Shrine. It was Alamein Temple in Corpus Christi, Texas. Yeah. I, I joined the, uh, the the bowling league oh. <laughs> and uh, and uh, bowled
1: uh, a couple nights okay. a week, probably.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Couple couple times a week on that, and that was really my my contribution to them. But I I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, uh, I, I had a lot of fun.
0: Shrines, doing that great organization. Oh I, yeah, I, I catch. Yeah. I catch a lot of flack on the show because people th- thought I've thrown shade at the Shrine before. I haven't. They're a great organization, the Shriners Hospitals. All I simply said, for those of you who know who you are out there listening, oh, uh, it's Lord. just a little out of my price range to, to yeah. you know your initiation. And when Todd told me the cost of a fez for the grotto and it's basically the same cost of a fez for the Shrine, I'm like, uh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Well so, my,
1: my Fez was eight hundred bucks, but it's past Monarch's Fez. My regular Fez well the first one I had was free. So look forward plus, to it. Plus
0: I mean I know I do we do a lot of comedy and I am a oh, big yeah. boy. I, I don't there ain't much I don't miss, especially at dinner time, but yeah, no kidding. I don't think I'd fit in the car so I don't want to be anywhere near the cars. Oh you'd fit into uh, it. Do you seen some, some of them cars? Yeah. Look like an them. elephant in a clown car. <laughs> yeah. That's what's funny about it. So, uh, but the, the Shrine is a great organization. Oh, yeah. oh, I love what I they love do for Shrine. the Shriners Hospitals. They're great. It's just I needed one of the right bodies, and you know, after they as, as they're hearing this, it's already happened. But uh, three days from now, I will be taking my first steps into the York right. So, I mean, I'm excited. Uh, good for you.
2: Are you York right,
0: Sam? Uh, no, I am not. Uh, maybe you say I'm joining with you. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I've been on that kick for, for a year and, I, and I've said this on the show before too And I didn't know which one I wanted I knew I wanted both of them And then finally uh, Grand Senior Warden Randy Seiple Just put it as beautiful as it's ever as sim- I should say as simple, not as simple beautiful. Yeah, He said uh, it's just like going to college He said if you go to Scottish Rites You're majoring in getting your philosophy degree If it's the York Rites You're getting your history degree And I'm like I am a huge history nerd like that's how we got late today because I got lost in the rabbit hole on YouTube watching stuff about John F. Kennedy's assassination. Yeah, like,
1: you did. So here we
0: are. But uh, I'm excited, looking forward to it. I know there's there's a there's a lot of great guys that's um, you know gonna help me through it. I I got a message from uh, Denny Schrader, which what Denny he, he Denny's he's like grand the, high priest. He's the grand Poobah for the. Yeah, yeah. I always make the feble. He's the grand poobah for the for the York. He uh, sent me a message that he's going to try to make it to my York right degree. I'm like, oh, great. No pressure at all, right? What do you got to do? Sit there and take it. I don't know. I don't know. I've never been through it. I don't know what I have to do.
1: <laughs> Ain't no different than our degree you've uh, been through. I don't know.
0: Um, anyways, this isn't about me. It's yeah, about no Sam. You're kidding, right? Go ahead. <laughs> well, um, I'm just so happy. Is, I'm walking. My head's going to have to I, fit sideways. I think
1: me. I heard a, a story. Did you once set... As King Solomon, the Prince Hall Lodge.
2: Yes. Was that you? Oh, Phil Agate told me that we were it's, supposed to ask you about this. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what? How did that happen?
2: Well, it was uh, shortly after the recognition between uh, the Grand Lodge of Indiana and the Prince Hall yeah. uh, Lodge, Lodge here in Indiana, and there's a North Star Lodge uh, down around. Uh, Jeffersonville. I can't remember if it was right in Jeffersonville, but uh, that area. And uh, we went down there for an entered apprentice degree first, me Mm -hmm. and uh, Keith Albright and Bill. We went down there for an entered apprentice degree. And then uh, we went probably two or three times, and then, I, I, of course, I was running a little Coast Guard contingent there at Crane. Right. And I had a young black man that worked for me there, and he took his degrees there at North Star Lodge. So we went down there uh, for his degrees. And uh, for his Master Mason degree, we got down there, and they they needed they needed some help. Or they weren't going to be able to do this thing. So uh, they asked us, you know, would we give them a hand? and And we did. So... <laughs> Uh, you know, I was King Solomon. I can't remember what part Bill did, but he wasn't there for the mastermation <laughs> degree. Uh, but uh, but uh, Keith, I think, was uh, senior deacon. So, yeah, I was King Solomon <laughs> at for, North Star or whatever it was.
0: For those listeners that might be a few episodes behind, we actually just got done with some Prince Hall education. Yeah. Couple episodes uh, together, yeah. The second episode of this season, we talked we actually checked four boxes in one episode. Yeah. We gotta to talk to somebody that's an expert on clandestine and bogus masonry, somebody who's been an accomplished Arthur Arthur, I cannot say that. It's no, an you, author. You're a terrible radio. And guy. I'm in radio now for a <laughs> terrible We talked to somebody <laughs> who is uh, who is a New York City Mason yeah. and blew, blows my mind the stuff about Masonry in New York. And oh, we yeah. got to talked to Prince Hall. Prince Hall, yeah. And or are like, do you guys ever go setting in a – I call it a white lodge, and Todd goes, that's racist. I said, no, it's not. I've-. State he lodge. Goes, he goes, state lodge. He goes, we see it all the time. He said, they come setting in our lodge. We he said, that ain't nothing. It's all brotherly love.
1: Well, they ain't as bad as me calling it a colored lodge. So
0: <laughs> That's what the term was in the 50s. <laughs> I can't think of anything.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Don't take my news card, please.
0: <laughs> but
1: uh, how was the ritual? Was it, was it similar as ours or – did they say
2: I, any different? I, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what. Well, Dave, for the interpret, it's pretty close. They do some things that's different, but you, like I said before, you still tell what's going on. Right. Uh, uh, but the master mason degree i don't know because because we did it
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just wonder if they told you afterwards well yeah you guys did it but we did it this way or something like they that they were you know? just
2: as you would expect them to be being masons they yeah. were as gracious as they could be right uh thanked us for for coming and and helping them confer that degree and I, I don't recall them saying anything about, you know, we do it this way or we've right. done it this way. It was just like everything is just fine. And, <laughs> and we just had, we had a good time.
1: Yeah, I think Phil told me that. I'm like, no kidding. That's, just show up. and Hey, can you do this? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. yeah it, was, it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty. I mean, I, I, I one day want to go to a, a Prince Hall larger degree. So, so I, a little, um, I think one meets in Evansville Temple down there. I think Phil said that the Prince Hall Lodge meets down there because they're at their something happened with their building or something like that oh in so, the
2: Masonic temple inside there.
1: the temple down there uh-huh. in the the main temple down there and it's like,
2: D- didn't know it's, that but I, I think that's great Yeah, someday uh,
1: I, I want to I go and see see what it's yeah. all about I mean I yeah. think, I'm interested as, he, as, he, as I could be so but yeah he felt something like wow that's, that's just you know
2: 25-30 he <laughs>
1: years ago that wouldn't happen you know it's yeah, that's right you know, well I, I say 40 years mm-hmm. ago because mm-hmm. 20 years ago recognition happened there 30 years ago was, I
2: don't know how long it's been I, no it ain't been well, it, ain't, it ain't been that long because I've only been up here 28 years yeah. so yeah. Uh,
1: Bob Hancock was Grand Master when it happened and, and he was
2: master uh, before I
1: was Mason yeah so. well he
2: was probably he was probably the master
1: either the first or the second year I was up in Atlanta. yeah yep <laughs> Phil told me I'm like well how's that <laughs> that's it's just crazy yeah. so but he had recognition and everything. I know uh, a friend of mine went to Kokomo's, uh was uh, Prince Hall Lodge, and they said it's it's different to a point, but it's all the same, you know. Like I said, going to Illinois or going to, you know, we saw the Oklahoma degree team the way they do their Master Mason degree, and I'm like okay, it's about the same as ours and everything, but
2: it's all going in the same direction,
1: right? And yeah. their stewards actually conduct the candidate around. And the senior dealer walks in front of them in Oklahoma. I thought that was different, but you know, pretty neat. You saw that, so. <laughs> <laughs> i did
0: yeah we did
1: we're, we're uh, uh we're still working on getting them somewhere in dubois county or the local area to come down here and do a degree for us we mm-hmm. gotta be neat but anything else
0: no i'm just i'm just enthralled and t- I'm, I'm happy with the way <laughs> today's, today's went <laughs> that if the only thing that could have made this day even better is if uh well, if Doc would have showed, which Doc, Doc can't be forgetful. Yeah. The the, the grandsons were said they were going to try to bring him unless they got tied up in something else. Brother Max Holland was supposed to make it, and then he found out he had prior commitments, which yeah. is understandable. Uh, if we could have had Brother Harold in on the round table, That'd be great. And then Doug Patmore was going to sit in and place him, then Doug had to do a funeral degree. But other than that, I, I promised we were going to have an awesome set of recording sessions today, and I think we've delivered. Yep uh there's not a single one of these guys and everybody is still here everybody nobody's left They're yeah. all, there's doing? not a single one of these guys at this table that we couldn't sit here and talk to you about oh, this yeah. all day long and and i could come away learning so much that i didn't know before we went in <laughs> yeah. uh and i'm and i'm thankful and actually this is going to sound kind of stupid but i, I actually want to thank you why why do i want to thank you what i do well because i had all this recording equipment i had the laptop <laughs> because I had the other show that we don't listen to because no I'm a complete idiot on it yeah, yeah that show gets 60 downloads a month This gets over 600 a month just 82 downloads alone today all about me uh, you said let's do a Freemasonry podcast and I said I'd only been back active in Lodge a month Yeah. and you said let's do a Freemasonry podcast and I said that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard nobody listens to podcasts about Freemasonry and now here we sit <laughs> and I would not have met and got a chance to get to NOS and and do what we're doing Without mm-hmm. you pushing us to do that. And we get messages and I don't want people think we're lying. We get messages every day on either our Facebook page mm-hmm. or our personal page of people reaching out and thanking us for what we're doing and help uh, us out. And- at the table read, the table lodge, when I turned in my petition for the York right two weeks ago. Yeah. The guy that was set there, uh brother brother Greg, and I can't remember his last name. He was set there on behalf of a grand poobah. Greg Jordan? No. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyways, he said, I've heard about you guys. He said, and I want to thank you for what you're doing for this fraternity. And I said, we're not doing nothing. I said, we're just, we're telling telling stories and we're giving people a chance. He said, that's the whole thing. You're giving these guys a chance to share their wisdom with the world. Oh, yeah. So, why are you looking at me so funny?
2: No, they're looking at
0: you. Okay, so wondering it's just I, no. <laughs> I am so glad that we, we got to put together today together. And I'm really glad that we finally kept the pressure on Sam to, to get in front of the mic. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep that pressure on Dave Lingfelter. Dave's going to get you. on here. He doesn't know it yet, but he will be on the show. I'm, well, I like, like that idea.
1: You want to come to Vincennes and you want to go to a different lodge. A so, do, so, a so that's actually
0: an idea. That idea got brought to me after we did the recording session at Honeyburg, which right. happened by mistake. And then when <laughs> we went to Fort Branch and I was like, this lodge has only been here like 10 years at Fort Branch or eight years, whatever it at is. That location, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, there's just something about the homey feel of it. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, man, I wonder how hard it would be to get Vincent's to open the door for us for just a couple hours and then we get a text immediately after their state of meeting feels like hey talk to the boys what do you guys want to come down and record And i'm like <laughs> okay well we got to deliver on that day and i yeah. think we have and uh
1: yeah i think they've been great
0: uh, why don't we uh do we need any more i sam
1: no sam got any
0: more to say well hang on <laughs> Oh, guys, this is a big question. This is a, this is this is what we're here for. The single question we love asking because yep. the answers are so Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning like humble. <laughs> uh, Sam, you've heard it. We've heard us ask it a hundred different times. When you lay down your working tools and you your ashore is perfect, and you you know you you go on up to your reward. When people think of your journey as a Freemason, what do you think? they're gonna say, what do you hope that your impact and your legacy to this fraternity has been? I hope that I will be
2: remembered as a person that people enjoyed sitting in lodge with. And he tried to do his best when he did ritual. He put a lot of time and effort in it. And if I can be remembered like that, I'll, I'll be a
0: happy man. the great answer. It's a great answer. I, I'm i so thankful that we, we kept on you because we tried two or three times. And yep. It's it's a no every time. It's a no every time. And then I was kind of like, man, what are we doing wrong that he doesn't want to? Like, I know we're idiots, but do we suck that bad or <laughs> what's the deal? And then we, we come to find out that, you know, you had some stuff going on and, you know, and we, we got that and we're like, man, well, if we ever get the chance. And when we rolled mm-hmm. up to Fort Branch, I was, Todd's like, Sam's here. I'm like, you know what? Ask him again. My show, our show, I'm gonna say it. Screw it. I'm like, he's here, I'm gonna go throw it. You know, maybe you're a bad salesman, I'm gonna I'm go a try terrible it. Salesman. I know so it didn't seem like I'd be honored to. Like I came back to the top like you are a bad salesman. I am. So
1: I get self easier in the Christmas time. To be today. totally honest
2: with you guys and just to make sure you understand, when you first asked me right, would I participate in this podcast and I declined mm-hmm the first thing that went through my mind was that I was going to be asked on on radio here. How do you feel about 18 year old Masons? Oh, how wow. do you feel about this? And how you feel about that? And I would have been obligated to give you an answer. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess we should have clarified that. we and what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and That's I really, Our part. I didn't want to be put on the spot where I had to be so cautious about what I was saying that I really wasn't expressing how I felt about it. Right. So I thought I better not do it. But then when I- He I, started, I started checking the enough, show out. <laughs> I, I, I heard from enough people that that wasn't the format at yeah, all. Yeah, uh, no. I, I changed my mind.
1: Mm-hmm. That's fine. If right? you, you still didn't want to do it, I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, Everybody comes here, he wants to come on here. So. I never had a problem with it.
0: Good. You know, yeah, uh, we don't we don't
1: ask the hard question because what's the funny? We're thing, not hard know? thinkers. No, we don't think that hard.
0: Uh, we got one more episode left, I guess we're gonna record, and I guess we'll, yep. that's all it's here, so we'll we'll mm. call it up, call it day. Day. We're mm. gonna we're gonna talk a little widow's son's next, and then the widow's son's gonna have a little sidekick that sets off to the side. Mm. It's gonna make funny little corpets. <laughs> that's my buddy Greg. Alright. Yeah. So no, uh no. Huh? We're all good, brother. We're good. all good. Uh, this has been a great day. Uh, absolutely, brother Sam. Would you care to introduce yourself one more time, kind as we kind of close out here?
2: My name is Sam Spears, past master of White River Lodge three hundred and thirty-two in Shoals, and past master of Vincennes Lodge number one
0: here in Vincennes. And Sam, awesome. we we absolutely thank you. Don't forget, we got to get absolutely a picture it. with <laughs> you. That's uh, that's not just for our social media as well, which we will put it out there, but that's for our personal because today we pretty much talked to three people or well three different interviews four people that of people that Mm -hmm. we wanted to talk to that's been on our radar uh one of which was you know roger van gordon said you got to talk to this guy which we you know but uh i want to thank everybody sitting around the table for being here today we still got one left to go and uh this has been, we delivered. I said if we're going to like do it. this at Vincent's, we got to pull it off. So we delivered. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the invitation. All no, you thank you. So uh, for Brother Todd. Thanks for Brother Jared. This has been another episode of That Other Masonic Podcast. Thank you to Vincennes number one. Yep. And we'll see you next time. Peace.